As Steve Urkel once said, Don't fret, my pet. Why? Because it's men seeking tomahawks time. It's your favorite, Jack, Dan. It's the variety, independent music show of your dreams. We're back. Danny, how are you over there? I don't know how you can quote Steve Urkel with like something other than, did I do that? Those who know, know. And, and, and those, those who, who celebrated that entire Family Matters catalog, they know that Don't Fret My Pet, that was right, that was tier two. Like, oh, did I do that was tier one. But us super fans, we know Don't Fret My Pet was neck and neck. It's, so remind it's me, remind me, was, was the Stefan, uh, when he became Stefan, was that the jump, jump the shark moment or was that like well into it? How dare you? Our friendship is done. You're, how dare you? Family Matters was 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 quality from from stem to stern. First episode, last episode. I don't want to hear it. Even when that third daughter went upstairs and never came back, and then became a porn star. I was gonna say she didn't. She didn't think it was good from start to finish. Well, I don't know. Are you sure about that? Maybe. Maybe not. She. I'm sure. Maybe she it all worked a, out exactly like she wanted it to. It all worked out in the end, Dan. So, anyways, this show is not about family matters, although it might need to be one day. Uh, Dan, how are things going over there in your neck of the woods? They're good. They're good. I, I was, I did have a quick question for you. This is not something to dive deep into, but do you think that smartphones and smart technology and even just phones that do texting and stuff, has that helped the illiteracy problem in our country, in our world? Because you used to always hear like there, there's people who, are adults and don't know how to read and write. But at this point, a lot of people who are adults have grown up during the time of having cell phones and are texting, you know, even all, all income levels at this point have texting devices and you have to be able to write and spell. And so I don't know, that was just kind of a shower thought of mine earlier today is, you know, are these things that we think in a lot of ways are kind of killing civilization as we know it, could they also be helping in certain ways too? So you just, this just came to mind. You didn't, there was no, there <laughs> there's was literally, nothing. I didn't see it on Reddit. I didn't see anything. I was in the shower and I was thinking like, man, we just like, like, I just look at my phone all day and I'm always like texting yeah. and typing. But I was thinking like, could that be a good thing in some ways? Not for, not for me, but for other people. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying that, that it might prompt people to have that ability, I guess, but just a, a real quick, one of these on the computer. That's a Google keys. for those not watching on video. Uh, which would be weird if you were, I guess, but it looks like about 79% of the U.S. is literate with a roughly 21% being uh, low in, a, in reading ability. So I think what you might be dealing with m more so than a problem where people just straight up can't read is that people can't read at a high level, which I wouldn't say that text shorthand really prompts you to have a sur superf superfluous vocabulary, if yeah. you will. So, I mean, I guess the a functional literacy is there, but, uh, you know, not, not a fancy pants one. Okay. That's just, that's just my guess. Very okay. interesting, very interesting question that you just throw out there <laughs> in a segment that we intend to be no more than seven or eight minutes. But Well, you got, you got three minutes to go then. 
Ooh, okay. Got to pad my, my literacy uh, stand-up performance here. So, no, we, uh, again, you know, we're not talking family matters. We're not talking literacy rates. God, maybe we should, though. Maybe we should smoosh both of those up against each other and do a family matters literacy uh, segment episode one day. But no, 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 this evening we're actually going to be doing something that I'm I'm really excited to, to get into. I think it's going to be fun for us and useful for the good listener. What's up, Andy in Louisiana? I know that you're gonna you're gonna be listening to this. So, what's on the show, Dan? We're calling this the uh, the life pro tips episode, and it really stemmed from two things. Uh, the first is several episodes ago, the New Year's episode. I mentioned one of my hacks in life for not snacking throughout the evening was to go brush my teeth right after dinner. Kind of discouraged me from eating anything after that. And then in a similar time-framed episode, you had mentioned flossing your toes with socks and how it was kind of a hack. Um, So those two things just got tons of feedback on social media, tons of people asking us questions, asking me if it's real, if you do that, and all all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, because of that interest and that fervor that came from those conversations, I thought, why not dedicate a whole episode to that? Betterment. That's what's happening here. Now, Dan, I know that uh, a time or two this week... I went ahead right after right after dinner. I just threw the entire table out of my way. <laughs> okay, made a beeline right to the bathroom, did some teeth brushing, and uh, I'm already down 77 pounds. So thank you so much for. I thought you looked you like you're about to blow away in the the breeze any day now, any minute. But question for you is: Have you employed the high level strategy that is flossing your toes with the mouth of your sock yet? So, wow, here it comes. Here it comes. It, I think it's it goes back to what I mentioned, which is usually when I wear socks, it's because I'm going to the gym, putting on my socks and shoes. That happens at 4.15, 4.30 in the morning. I'm just not of the frame of mind to be thinking like about the sock floss. It's just not mm-hmm. something. And then you, we've talked about this off the air. We, we are both now house slipper people. I mean, we're at that age now where we don't wear socks or shoes around the house. It's the slippers. Uh, so I don't find myself putting socks on other than that first thing in the morning. Dan, what I hear is someone who is at this level and is frightened of what it might mean to come up to this level. So... I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not taking no for an answer. Dan. <laughs> I'm saying, do you have socks on right now? Of course not. I just got done telling go, you. I don't wear socks. Go, go get a sock. Go get a sock right now. I'll. I'll edit for time. Go get a sock right now, Dan. I'm. Are not, you going to make I, me do this? I absolutely will refuse to do the rest of this show unless you go get a sock right now, so we can live on air allow you to understand what you've been not giving yourself the gift you've been taking away from yourself go do it right, right now pause go. for pause for drama okay go ahead dan is leaving the studios he is on the way to the sock drawer this time for a reason unlike most times all right so i have here a sock like object what what <laughs> what is what is a sock like object and why is it in your studio room so it's it's a pair of baby pants, but the 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 circumference of the the leg is very similar to the circumference of a sock. Okay, 
Okay, I will. I because will. It, you you very you mentioned it was very important the sensation that you get when right. you do this sock floss. Therefore, it shouldn't matter if it's an actual sock. Or okay, not. hold on, judges. Okay, we're going to allow it. So Dan, live on the air for the first time in his thirty nine years, Danny Franks. Why do you keep adding? You you add years to my life every time. Oh, are you th- are you not thirty nine? I'm the old one. You are the old one by apparently uh, four or five years. I don't know. I'm the elder statesman. Yep. So, so yes, right now on the air, the the young, much younger Dan, thank you, is about to do the toe floss. All right, here we go. I feel like you need to push the mic down, Dan. You Let's want the sound going. effect of the we flossing? Need, yeah. What's what's going on down there, Dan? Okay, so it's, it shouldn't take too much. You just go boop boop and then boop boop. Okay, so I, okay, so the first foot I was able to do it. I was able to to maneuver it. Okay, uh, didn't feel bad. I didn't do the double, the double stuff like you said, where you're getting two crevices at once. Oh, okay, so, so you're doing individual I did the one. In yeah. between the toots just to get a, just to get warmed up. All right, so okay. now I'm now I'm doing the one. So do certain gap? Okay, so certain gaps don't get double dipped. You you kind of skip a toe. Yeah, if you do if you do your middle finger toe. And then you do the toe that you would put your oh, wedding see. ring on. All you need you were, is two. All you need to do is twice. Yeah, and then you hit all the gaps. And now you have that guarantee that there is absolutely nothing going on down there. Okay, so now I speak to you as someone who's toe flossed. Okay. My toes do feel fresher and a little more um, kind of like when you grease the skids. Things yes. just feel a little... <laughs> yes! That that that, that, that slight bit of toe sweat where you're not really like sweaty, but there's no. natural moisture in there. It's gone. Um, I, I'm not going to say that this is going to become a part of my regular habit, but it, it might happen more often than before, which was never. So Look, I I'm, guess thank you for that kickoff of this Life Pro Tip episode. You're welcome. And, and you're welcome out there. I know that I know that one of our listeners has already employed it to great success. I'm just saying like there, this this is a this is a level of insurance that you just didn't have before. Now you know nothing is going on weird down there. You're welcome, Dan. You're welcome. Thank you. And I've got a life pro tip for you during the break. We'll we'll maybe share it on the air on the other side of this. Can't wait. So guys, coming up next, we are going to change the game for you. But first, Dan, guess who's back? Shady's it's our buddy. Back. It's our buddy, Jack Cole, uh, oh. the multi-genre musician. From down yonder in Australia, he's got a brand new single. This one's called Looking Back, and it is found right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks.
friend of the show, Mr. Jack Cole, the Australian musician, back on Men Seeking Tom Ox with his brand new single, Looking Back. If you would like to hear more from Mr. Jack Cole or any of the artists featured on the program, you know where to go. It's menseekingtomahawks.com. So, Dan, life pro tips. Give them to me. We need them. All right, so this one originated in a somewhat similar way to the question I asked you in the first segment, which was the shower thought. But this is uh, a different room in the bathroom that this thought originated. But I was thinking about you know the men seeking tomahawks faithful as I was uh, coming up with this this thought, and it was that everybody, everybody needs this in their bathroom, and that is a bidet. So if anyone's not familiar with it it's basically well there's two ways to describe it one would be like a little water fountain like the old school water fountain you'd have at the elementary school back in the day it's like that that kind of mounts up under your seat there so when you're all done doing your business you can initiate the water fountain but another way to look at it is a power washer for your and that's kind of what it really is when it's a good one is it uh, sandblasts that thing only with, with water. And the reason I first acquired one of these for my household was very very good marketing tactic by one of the big brand, one of the big box bidet companies. And it was a commercial that I think kind of went viral uh, several years ago. And the basic concept was uh, comparing wiping your yourself with toilet paper and toilet paper alone to getting, I think it was like mud on your on your shirt or on your shoes or on your foot or something, and basically just taking a paper towel and just kind of wiping that mud and then being done, being like, okay, clean, saying that's basically what you're doing with your bunghole when you just use toilet paper. So family invested in a bidet, and at this point, I kind of feel like a caveman anytime I'm not able to, to sit on that toilet. Jack, what say you? It is the most civilized... Uh piece of equipment that that one can have and it is so i mean it's starting to pick up in terms of adoption here but it's still such a small percentage and i don't know why people don't know what they're missing but i recall that my first exposure to this implement was crocodile dundee Mm. i don't know if you remember that movie but uh that's a good day mate right there yeah, that is a good day, mate. He, uh, Jack Cole, you know, obviously, we're, we're catering this show to an audience of one. So uh, Crocodile Dundee comes out of the, the, the outback, and he goes to New York City, and he goes to a fancy pants hotel, and he goes into the toilet, and he turns this knob, and this water comes out of the, the toilet straight up. And, you know, it's I'm, what, 10? I'm like, Mommy, what is that? And she's explaining it to me. And I remember that it was like, oh, that's just something that the French do. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, like I don't, okay, fine. That's, I, I, I accept your answer, right? And then several years later, I had the fortune of going to Hawaii, Dan. I went to Hawaii one time. It was mm. fantastic. And I remember walking into this very international hotel. And there in the bathroom was a smart toilet seat, which not only featured a bidet, but also a warming agent so that the the bottom was nice and warm. There was a light thing where you could change the colors of the bowl. It was, (laughs) 
and and I we did this on the first the first uh, the first series the original eighty two was we uh, I I talked all about my trip to Hawaii but really the thing that I was that I brought back was I need one of these things because it is it's you're absolutely right it's an absolute game changer yeah and you know there there's several types of these and my first exposure was at a what I guess we'll call an international hotel as well it was in Florida Orlando Florida home of the international traveler. But um, I was in a in a a nicer room. I got one of those upgrades they give you every once in a while if you travel enough. And this room had a separate bidet. So I guess this is like in the actual foreign countries. That's how it is. You got your toilet, but then you have your bidet, and it kind of looks like a urinal on the ground. It's kind of shaped like that. Yeah. But you like sit on this thing just for the bidet purpose, and it's you know kind of just this straight up blast of water. I prefer the. The built-in bidets that we have now—that that seems more practical instead yeah. of having an entirely other uh, appliance or you know whatever bathroom taking fixture. up a double spot in the bathroom. Yeah, um, that's too much. But yeah, and, and these aren't just fancy things. Like you know, you can get the smart ones. The one I have is similar to what you described in in Hawaii, which it's even got a little fan at the end there, so you can kind of you know little uh, drying agent, if you will, but. They have mechanical ones, like so you don't have to plug it in. Like these are electric that that we're talking about, but they have ones that are mechanical, and you just kind of crank the water on, and it uses the basin water that's already yeah. in your toilet. So, well, I bought you know you bought yours for that fancy marketing, but I bought mine because of the toilet paper outage that happened in 2020. I was like, oh, you know, I got to get one of these things again, and so I, that's why I bought it. And it was it was 20 bucks, and when you go through the toilet paper, so much slower too. Oh yeah, yeah, it's. Dude, it is absolutely 100%. I endorse this. If if you do not have one of these, if you don't got one, get one. Yeah, what are you doing, you cave man and cave woman? Yep. So Dan, that's a good start. I'm going to uh I'm going to throw my hat in the ring here and give give listeners a uh a, a good idea of a of another variety. It's a little slightly different one, I guess. Dan, have you have you heard the phrase plogging? Is that it is unrelated to bathroom? I was going to say it behavior. sounds like it, it sounds like it could go hand in hand with the uh, might with the could, bidet, but but you're saying it doesn't. Showed up on my newsfeed the other day. I wondered what it was that I was searching for that brought that up. Could have been a number of things. I'm I'm not a proud man, but yeah, there's a a, a new phenomenon that's just sweeping the country, as one blog told me, and it is the uh, the practice of plogging. Now, what is plogging? It is a combination of the words for picking up litter merged with uh, the word for jogging. It's, so it's a, it's a Swedish word that combines the words meant for picking up litter with the word jogging. So you have Can you plogging. say the word for us? Plogging, Dan. No, no, no. In, in Swedish. Oh, okay. Uh Plaka, plaka up, and yaga. So those are the two words that they smooshed together to give us plogging. So I love this idea. I think it's, I think that it might be a blog looking for things to write about more so than an actual phenomenon. Mm. And I feel like it might be too civic of an idea to actually be widely adopted, like. Sorry about my lack in faith in humanity, but I just don't feel like this is an idea that too many people are going to gravitate towards. However, uh, 
Jack Drastic did not do any plogging today, but I did do some plucking, which would be walking and uh, picking up trash. I took my dog and walked over to the uh, the beautiful nature trail adjacent to my house with a, with a bag, right? I mean, who doesn't have a pantry that's just full like you get the you get the plastic bags from the grocer the grocery store and you just you know you stuff them in there like i can't you what am i supposed to do with these like right you you, you well, some people recycle them i don't think that's right i don't think it's possible to <laughs> recycle them so then you just stuff them somewhere behind the fruit loops and you're like i'll just use them for when whatever you know my my spleen is falling out of my abdomen or something i'll just you know but no no i Pulled one of those out of the, the pantry and walked over there, and I filled the whole thing up, Dan. And I got to say, didn't walk very fast because I was, you know, stopping to pick trash up. Uh, but I was out there for a good, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes, filled the entire bag up, felt great. I, I like, I got my exercise, and I feel like I did something nice for my community. So I understand if you're walking and you're able to carry a bag full of trash, but if you're jogging, you just kind of throw it over the shoulder or you just kind of stick your arm through it and kind of carry it like, yeah. a, like a purse while you're running. Like, No, this is a question I have too, for sure. I feel like it's one of those things where you're going to be holding the trash in the bag. Like you're going to be, before you fill it up, right? You're going to be yeah. holding onto the trash more so than the bag. The bag is going to be around the trash that you're holding. But I, I don't know about this. I don't think I could pull this off with my dog. Like, I'm going to have to leave leave Sheriff Hopper at home. You could and, put, like, one of those little dog backpacks on him and just fill that up ooh. with trash and just put him to work. Yeah, like, uh, what is that called? What is that What is that thing? The the uh, uh, the thing that the motorcycles have, right? The man, Like the we, side pack or what do they call it? Si- yeah, one of them things. Yeah. Fanny pack, you could put on a fanny pack and just shove some trash in it. I should put a fanny pack on my dog. That's not the worst idea you've ever had. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious if what's going to be what's going to be a more culturally uh, popular when we look back this in history because there was something called planking about a decade ago that people uh. did for a minute. Not much more than that, but they did it for about a minute where you would just kind of uh, uh, straighten your body out into an erect, like straight up mm-hmm. uh, plank, and you would just lay on things in a plank like fashion. Uh, how is how has tick how has TikTok not resurrected that for five seconds like TikTok Or how did does? that become popular before TikTok? Ooh, that, see, that that's a fine thing? Now now Dan, that is the question. Now you're asking the right questions. Okay. I will say this. Planking, while while it might have some benefit to one's abdomen and core muscles, mm. I will say that uh I'm gonna go out on a limb and say plogging has the staying power. I feel like it's a it's a good way to do something to make your felt or to feel pretty good about yourself. Well, that's a good one, Jack. I'm I'm a fan of plogging, and I might uh, plock at the very least, like you. Plocking is more our speed. Give it a go. Plocking is a good thing. So so I got two more for you here before we uh, hit some more music in the ear holes. These two kind of go together, and these are our personal personal pro life tips here. Life pro tips. Oh, look at me. Uh, <laughs> These are uh, some personal life pro tips here. And the first one is use the name of the website for your middle name when you're giving your contact information on random websites. And that's something I I hadn't thought of before. But the reason you would do this is then when this website goes and sells all your information and you start getting spam because of it, 
you check out that middle name there and you know exactly what website not to go to and, and give your information to again. I tell you what, boy, I swear to God, I've heard a few different uh, takes or, or on this idea. I'm so tired of it. I, I'm so tired of waking up to brand new spam. Like, like something gets through or you, somebody got your email and you're like looking at things that you're like, come on, why do I, why? Or like all of a sudden you get a new rash of, of spam calls. I'm just, I'm so done. So I love this idea because I'm absolutely 100% going to start signing up for stuff with that in mind. And then as soon as I get some garbage from blah, blah.com, it's over. I'm, I'm going nuclear. Now let me ask you because I, rem I, I, I consider myself somewhat of an early adopter of the internet. I was on it at a young age before a lot of people were on it. Wow. I'm not quite Al Gore, but I, I was there. But I, I feel like I used to sign up for a whole lot more. And I don't know if you did this, but I was like always looking for websites that would send you free samples or free stuff. And this would have been in like middle school age before I, you know, discovered girls and, and all that stuff in high school. This was when I had internet access, but didn't know what to do with my time on summer break. So I was always just going and signing up for everything. And, and that was back when you would get like spam in, in your mailbox, snail mail, which you kind of thought was cool when you were young to get mail. Um, but I feel like I was just constantly signing up for new stuff. Now, not as much. Now I'm signing up for cer like certain services or free trials to things, apps and channels and stuff. But I'm, I, I don't feel like I'm just constantly like having to now track who's got my information, who's selling it. Um, but also, I guess maybe it's kind of that give up factor that we've talked about several times of like, everyone's got my stuff, right? Anyone who wants it can have it. So like, who cares? I'm not even worried enough about it to put forth the extra effort. I don't think it's as deliberate as it used to be. Like you're, what you're talking about is having to fill out forms, you know, right. every time you, you go to get something, give. but, but now it's so sneaky, right? Because it's like, Hey, just sign in with Facebook or just sign in with Google mm. or just sign in with one of these. So it's still accomplishing the same thing. You're just not doing the manualness of it. And it seems like a convenience, but you're still like pushing all of your, your information to whoever. And, and to that point, I don't know how well it's going to help with those sort of instances to try to identify the, the person who sold your information. But, you know, maybe you can get in there and do some editing whenever, uh, whenever you've done that. But that's still, I think that's a, I think that's a good, uh, a nice quality Life pro tip there, Dan. That's right, life pro tip. And one more that kind of goes along with that before we hit the break. Uh, if you get a prepaid credit card or debit card as a gift, when it gets to zero or down with only a few dollars left, save that card. Don't throw it out. Don't put it in the drawer. And use that card when you're signing up for free trial services, whether it's a 30-day you know, a, a free trial on Netflix or you want that HBO free trial or even some sort of software. Use that because usually they'll be like, oh, no, no, we're not going to charge you for 30 days, but you just give us your credit card number anyways. And how often do you forget after 30 days? And then when you see that charge come through, it's like, ah, crap, now I got to yeah. cancel this service. Um, but oftentimes they're just sending a $1 charge to that card and immediately pulling that $1 back. And you can do that with this gift card or that debit card. So then if you do forget to cancel or if you could do this maliciously, I guess, if you wanted to, they come to charge you your $30 the next month. Ain't no money there, and you're home scot-free. Mm. I don't know how much I can endorse Dan trying to lead you guys down the uh, the dark path of crime. That he I just... don't think that's crime. If um, it takes the card, then that means 
You're not no, doing you're... anything wrong. No, I, I meant the uh, the other bit you said there about. Uh, well, I don't know if it uh, if it's a charge and there's no money, then uh, I don't know. Well, no, then they just don't renew your trial. You're yeah. not, you're not going to keep getting to watch your uh, your Skinamax after dark, Jack. I'm sorry. No, that's uh, that's tragic, Dan. So, anyways, yeah, take that life pro tip, and uh, how about a few more after the break? Jeez, Louise, I just feel like what we've done here already is life altering. They're they're definitely be... worth the price of admission. Oh, you bet. For that's for darn sure. So, guys, coming up next, we're going to continue to make your lives better. Before that, we're going to uh, we're going to move over to uh, a new artist from London. This is a little bit of R and B for you. This is the artist Solaris with Up Until Recently. And it is right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. Don't feel so easy. 
Solaris, just a little bit of R&B from London, Dan. It was the song up until recently. Good stuff, good stuff. I've had a lot of European artists on the show lately, and I'm not complaining. No, it's a very international show these days. Uh, we, we did do the double dip of Denton last week just for the themed episode, but going back to the northern hemisphere, the southern hemisphere, and, and yeah, both sides of the world. Pretty awesome. All points in between. So back on to us uh, teaching you how to live better. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of uh, of advice that I've gathered through my several decades going around the sun. And this has to do with uh, markups, monoprice, and monster cables. So every once in a while, you got you find yourself over there at the big box store buying, a, I don't know what, TV, cell phone, computer, that sort of thing. These things happen, right? And you have to know that whether... It's uh, Walmart, Best Buy, Amazon, whatever you're, whatever you're talking about here. The profits that they make, the margins on the, the refrigerator or television or computer itself are very slim. There's, there's not a whole lot of money in selling you those things. Where they make their, their nut is on the cables, on the, the peripherals. So this is something that I, I've, kind of put I've I've kind of gathered over my years of experience if you can if you need to save money cuz sometimes it's just a matter of convenience right like I'm here just give me whatever I don't I don't care just get just put it in the bag but you know there's a lot of people that can't think that way they need to get the the best value for their money and so instead of buying all the the stuff from from the big box store big box website Go find a a vendor online who is selling these things at a reduced price because really there's absolutely no difference. Um, that 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 is something that, like I said, I've 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 figured out years and years ago. I said Monoprice. That's a website that we don't they don't advertise with us, but it it's a good website to this day, it's been around for years and years and years, where you're getting the, the USB cable for the cell phone, the HDMI cable for the TV, that sort of thing. And it's not fancy, it's just, it works. And when you're in the, the, the store, not only are they making a markup on the cables that they'll sell you there, but they're also gonna sometimes try to upgrade you to the, the gold-plated version from Monster. You know, because that's going to give you the best quality and sound and optics. <laughs> yeah, the, it's funny you mentioned the monster cable and the gold plated and all that because, you know, I, I mentioned the, in the very first segment, like the marketing got me with the bidet uh, and the marketing can get you with these things because like you're spending $3,000 on your big screen TV. Like why not buy the you... best HDMI cable that money can buy? Uh, it's a $50 cable. Sure, you can get the $3 store brand. Um, and, and it makes sense, right? Like the sales pitch is, is easy for them and it's just a matter if you're going to fall for it or not. But I do remember hearing a long time ago that HDMI specifically, and there's other things like this, 
it's either there's a signal or there's not. There's no like, oh, this is an upgraded HDMI signal. Like, yeah, yeah, there's different levels of high def like that the TV does, but it's nothing to do with the cable. Uh, it's And it's not like, you know, back in the day when you had an antenna and you, the better your antenna, the more likely you were to get those signals. Yep. Um, it's really a, a yes or no. Is there a signal or is there not a signal? Whether it's a $3 cable or a $300 cable. Being, being the show's resident audiophile, one of my favorite studies or I guess uh, stories that I had heard long ago, I'll try to dig this up and put it over on the social for you. But there was a study where they took all these highfalutin audiophiles and they put them in a room with two sound systems. They said, one of these, or just tell us, like, just tell us, which one of these sounds do you prefer? And the majority of these experts selected, uh, you know, option B, if you will. So the humor comes in that the fact that the choice that they were, that was put out in front of them was either monster cable, which is like Dan said, the premium, the premier cable that you can get versus coat hangers with connectors soldered to them. And the majority of these people, these experts who participated in this survey, selected the soldered coat hangers. As Dan said, it's it's just trying to they're just trying to get that they're just trying to get the 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 bill up a little bit higher, make that make that margin. Well, and here's the other thing, and this is maybe more like a store brand thing, uh, but Best Buy you mentioned specifically, I've noticed that their products have like no questions asked in store, will exchange or return any any items. And this came in really handy for me with cell phone chargers because we all know this. Every once in a while that that you know, six months after you start using that cable, you start having to like bend it at weird angles to keep it charging your phone, all kinds of weird <laughs> stuff. I don't know how that happens, but it always happens. Yeah. Uh, and like car chargers, same thing. Like sometimes they just like stop working. And at Best Buy, if you were buying the Best Buy brand, you just take it in. They'd switch it out for it, even if it was the newer model, like whatever the equivalent is. And you could just go forever and just keep switching out and, and buy one, which by the way was also the cheapest one. And then you just stop at any Best Buy and keep rolling it over. Whereas the Monster Cables and, and some of those more expensive ones, some of them have warranties. But it's like, oh, yeah, you just mail it back and we'll mail you. You're not getting that switch out. So when I realized that and I was like, okay, it's cheaper initial investment and it's so much easier just to flip-flop it out every time it, it goes out. Like hands down the winner. Yep. So that that's one good way to maybe save some money, get some peace of mind. Here's another good way. It's it's kind of related. And this is to do with refurbished electronics. Now, I don't I don't personally recommend this this theory for everything. Like I don't want to get Dan's used cell phone. I I know <laughs> Why not? I take great care of it. What's been going on on that cell phone? How it's been used? We'll I give you a Lysol wipe with it. Thanks. Now I, that no, that, that doesn't kill the psychological germs. Mm. So my my refurbished products are a really excellent way to save money. And you might be saying, well, yeah, you're going to save money on the price tag, but you're not necessarily getting something. You're getting somebody else's junk, right? Well, wrong. Actually. With refurbished products, you have a really good probability of having a very good experience with them. And I'll tell you why. So not only when you're buying, let's say, a refurbished 
I don't know, television or laptop. Those are the those are the two that I really hone in on uh, whenever I go to look for these things. There's probably other segments that this works for too, but you have to think of it this way. Whenever Samsung or Apple or whoever is pushing these things off the line, there is some level of quality control, but there's a lot of product moving, right? There's a lot of product to be quality controlled, right? So once a product has been shipped and purchased and then returned, it has now cost that company money. That company, whoever it is, Samsung, Apple, et cetera, is then incentivized to make sure that we're done here, that this product doesn't come back. So refurbished products, once they're returned to the vendor, often have a higher level of quality control given to them because it's not mass quality control, right? It's this one unit we got in from, from Dan, you know, he said that the, you know, whatever, you know, whatever Dan was looking at just wasn't coming in right. The picture, picture quality was very fuzzy, was questionable. So they're, they, they're going to give this laptop a, a real in-depth review to make sure, okay, it's the problem's fixed. We're good now. It's not coming back. And so then they put it on the refurb website. You're getting a discount, but you're also getting that, that peace of mind that this thing has been looked at numerous times to make sure that it's good to go. Yeah, I've uh, purchased my laptop that we're talking on right now. has been uh, a refurb. Apple refurb and yeah, they have it on their, their website. So you're buying it direct from Apple mm -hmm. and you get very similar, if not the same kind of warranty and, and, and all of that. So I've, I've had a great experience and it, it's interesting. You go on there and you can buy like the older models, but they're oftentimes they've put newer components in it. So like the frame, the screen, the keyboard layout. Okay. That's the 2018 model. But like you said, to make sure that they're sending it out and not getting it back another time. They maybe have the 2022 memory sticks in there or whatever those components are. So it's not like they're just, you know, taking the taking the canned air and spraying it down and making sure there's no dust <laughs> on it. Um, they're actually like tearing it apart and, and spotting whatever the issue was that got it returned and, and making it sometimes better than new. So I can uh, vouch for that. This show has never not been done on an old ass MacBook. I mean, Which 90% this... of the time you can't even tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a very, very good point. But yeah, th this this MacBook, I think yours is the same as mine. It's like a 2012. Uh, mine's not that old, but I, I did get it several years after you got yours. But it is yeah. it is probably six or seven years uh, past its prime if you look at the original God, born on date. I mean, I got to say, like, yeah, this is some old old man talk right now. These these Mac these MacBooks just last forever. Like, you just can't you really can't get rid of them. Man, I'm gonna knock on wood right now because I really don't. <laughs> I, pr I prefer not to not to have to get rid of mine now. Yeah. Well, you never know, right? I mean, it's funny how often you'll walk into. You, you ever see those stories where there's like some uh, nuclear waste disposal facility that's got like a Macintosh Classic and like, or it's got like a, a Commodore 64, and they're like, it, it still works, like we're not going to mess with this. You know, it's, it still happens. And I feel like this is the modern day equivalent of that. It's like that big Mac that they shove in the drawer and every year they open up the drawer and take a picture of it. And it just looks the same as it did 25 years ago. Same as it ever was. So, uh, here's two quick hitters back to back, a uh, little thematic here. But the first one is if you're just on one of those long phone calls, annoying phone calls, somebody you don't want to talk to who just won't stop talking, you're trying to figure out the best way to cut this off. 
you know, you, you hang up on people like you've done it before. Oh, wait, uh, it, 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 and then it just cuts out. But but sometimes when you just press the hang up button, like they know that you hung up on them. Call ended. Like wait, they just hung up on me. Here's a hack, and I'd never heard this before. If while you're on your call, if you just switch it to airplane mode, which obviously cuts off the call, then it will deliver the message to them: call failed. If you hang up, it says call ended, and if they're wiser to it, yeah. they'll know you hung up on them. But call failed, then it really did. Oh, the signal just got cut. Dan, that is an awesome, yet again, yet another life-changing, awesome hack that you just gave people. I think that's going to help people, but it will never help you. I'm I'm your best friend on this planet. <laughs> so when I, you see I, call failed, you'll know exactly what happened. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know you. You don't even, it didn't even get that far. It just goes straight to voicemail I don't pay, I don't. Yeah, I don't do the talking. You on the never phone. pick up the phone. I know. Why? Why do you never, Dan? I'm your. But you did stop calling. You you learned that I, I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah, pick you up have, the phone. You have conditioned me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's the second one, and it's a it's a phone themed one as well, and this is one that I think I've probably contributed to the to the problem. But if you're calling a restaurant that you found on Yelp, don't call the number that's on Yelp. Google the restaurant and call their number that comes up on or DuckDuckGo or whatever you want to do. But call the number that is on their website. And the reason being, and I can't remember if we've talked about it on the show before, but Yelp is kind of one big scam. Like it's really good mm-hmm. and I use it fairly often, but there's a oh, whole yeah. lot of shadiness that goes on with their salespeople and kind of threatening these businesses to expose the negative reviews if they don't pay Yelp for their services. And one of these services is actually they'll you know, elevate the business and the search listings. And what they'll do is they'll put a custom number that redirects to the restaurant and that number is a Yelp-owned number. So every time you call the restaurant through a Yelp-owned number, Yelp takes a cut. So, you know, 50 cents every time you call or maybe $5 every time someone calls your restaurant that they found you on Yelp. And, you know, I, I think a lot of what Yelp does is shady and they're kind of predatory in some of their, their actions. And this kind of seems like another one of those. So, yeah, if you find a restaurant and you want to give them a call, ask them their hours or something about the menu, just call them off their site and not through Yelp. So there's uh, there's a, a little commerce tip for you. And, and speaking of commerce and, and commercials more specifically, uh, we have another commercial. It's been several weeks since our last one, um, but people people seem to like it, I guess. Um, I, I, I hadn't got a chance to check out what that commercial was, but uh, the, the folks at the old hosting company let us know they got another one for us here. So let's hear from the sponsors now. The Chargy Boys. Are you ready to say goodbye to low batteries? Well, say hello to the Chargy Boys. We are the nation's most electrifying team of dedicated power experts. With us, you will be sitting tight with our calm and capable care. Trust the Chargy Boys to not only be there in a flash, but to always provide patient and thorough care for your most important of belongings. Say, have you ever left your home without a charger? Or maybe you're taking an important call and your stupid phone just dies. Maybe you just can't find the chargy part on the bottom part. Well, that's when we take charge with the 5% Power Promise. What's that? That's our vow to you. The 5% Power Promise covers you in any situation. When your phone gets to 5% power, that's when we show up, take your phone, replace it with a wooden replica, and then, after some drinks, we bolt off. Now you're asking, how can you guys do this? Simple, the Chargy Mobile. The Chargy Mobile is equipped with every brand and model of every phone charger ever made. While I drive, gas powers the treadmill on the truck bed. 
The tread we mill feeds power to the generator, and the generator feeds power to your phone. We like things simple. And how are we so sure we did the job right? Easy. We take our time. We understand the dangers of doing a hasty job. That's why we offer the No Rush Commitment. Through inflicting this pact onto you, we then guarantee the safety and total custody of your phone. And the best part? Your phone will be back in your hands in just over 72 hours. Now you're saying, that's crazy. You're right, we do it all. Plus, you'll be enjoying relaxing quality free time with your wooden replica. That's the kind of patience and respect you can only get from the Chargy Boys. And if you think we stop there, stop thinking. When the phone gets full, we get full. We call that the Pit Stop Pledge. Now you're saying, wow, that sounds free. It's not. We confidently charge you for every detail of our trip. We charge for gas, we charge for snacks, we charge for sports drinks. You pay our parking tickets, loitering tickets, travel pillows, souvenir ashtrays, napkins. We charge for anything and everything that it takes to get your phone running, restored to factory settings, and bursting with power. There's one more way that we make it easy on you. Right before we return your phone, we will open up your banking application with your passcode, which we know because you gave that to us at sign up. And from there, we will deduct each line item of our 3.7 volt service. Now that's Chargy. The Chargy Boys, in charge of charging you to fully charge your chargeables. That is our charge. Don't wait, and you will. You can't afford not to call or to call the Chargy Boys. Power up. All right. All right. Well, thank you to that sponsor for their product and or service that they will be uh, hoping that you pick up. And MST Faithful, you know how to support the show. Do what they say. Dan, I say this in earnest when I say I am so excited about that product and or service. Yes. And if there is an offer code that was offered, please use it. So, so use it. So use it. Wow, Dan, what a show. Hey, you know what? Guess what? I'm going to do this because I know it'll help. This is uh, this is going to help not only the good listener, but I know this is going to help Dan specifically. This is the bonus. This is the bonus uh life pro. It's after tip. the commercial, so I hope they hope they approve uh, approve and appreciate of whatever you're about to say. Oh, I bet they will when I tell you that Dan, this is how you buy sex toys. Cuz I know, I know we've had this conversation multiple times. Always off the air though, you know. Yes, until now, until now, is that if you ever feel awkward, Dan, buying a sex toy, like I know this is just repeatedly, this is a, this is an issue that is recurring in your life. Sex toys or anything else you might feel a little bit awkward about buying, throw in a birthday card, done. That's how you do it. Because now you might be buying something that you feel awkward about, but hey, Birthday card is in indicating to that that teller, that clerk, this isn't for me. <laughs> this is for my good friend Jack. So, okay, several questions here. One, are are the sex toys just being sold at your 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 Walmart or your your Kroger, or your your Home Goods, where they also you know, sell regular birthday cards? You know, if you if you have a broad enough definition of the word sex toy, then yes. <laughs> okay. Um, two. Uh, is there any tie-in with this and the refurb uh, conversation we had earlier? <laughs> Hold on, I got to write down a note that's unrelated. 
Yeah, um, just like Apple has their section uh, for refurbished products, I'm wondering if one of these real, other stores might also. Real doll refurb question mark. Anyway, sorry, Dan. I, I cut my mic for a moment. Hope uh, hope that hope you filled the time. I didn't hear a thing. Thank God. Thank God, Dan. So, guys, that's it. Uh, you're welcome. Hey, do you mind if I send everyone off with one more? Oh, one more life. One pro more tip. bonus. A bonus, One more bonus. bonus. Go ahead. And, and only because I can't have it ending on refurbished sex toy talk. It's just uh, not in my character here, um, as, as you've come to know. Uh, no, but this is a good one. And it's drink the good wine on a bad day. And that's a, that's a simple statement. But, you know, a lot of times we'll get that special beer, that special wine, or that bottle of champagne or say, you know what, I'm going to wait for a time to celebrate. But when you're celebrating, when things are good, when things are going well, Everything tastes good. Like you might get the, you know, the the bad pizza or the bad hamburger or the bad bottle of wine or the bad beer, but everything is good, so it's going to taste good. But when you're having a bad day or you're down in the dumps or, you know, you're just going to say like, "Ah, I just need to pick me up." And this doesn't have to be alcohol. This can be anything. This can be, you know, that that anything to eat or enjoy or that movie you were saving to watch when things are going well, but like maybe when things are bad, that's exactly what you need to kind of to help, you know, turn things around. So don't drink the good wine on a good day. Drink the good wine on a bad day. Yeah, for for our dedicated listeners, Dan basically just went to his kitchen and pulled one of his home decor, uh, whatever painting or whatever those are called, the fancy bumper sticker looking uh, pictures with the the slogan on it's a it. The motivational yeah. sign, you know, right next Stunt. to the farmhouse sign. We've got our uh, mm. yeah, hang in there, kitty. Oh, God. Hang in there, kitty. So, guys, once again, this is the end of Men Seeking Tomahawks. Go ahead and subscribe to the program on your preferred podcast app. Become a tomahawk-seeking person by joining the conversation over on The Social. And to hear more from the musicians featured on today's program, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. For Dan, I'm Jack. For Jack, I'm Dan. Dan.